hallelujah, Christmas season is here. Normally, we do preach a message that is has to do with the season in which we're in, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter, Christmas. This year, I just kind of, I didn't struggle with it. I just couldn't feel it. I would suggest that you, if you've not read the Christmas story, we're not doing a Christmas program this year. And uh, But it's a beautiful story, a true story. Amen. Jesus born in a manger. Amen. Of course, a lot of details leading up to that birth. Angel of the Lord visited Mary. You know the story. Amen. That the Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee. And that which is conceived in you will be the Holy Ghost or of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And Jesus was not a second person. Amen. Amen. He was God, manifest in flesh. Amen. Just get me right back there. It sounds like I'm talking in a barrel from up here. I don't know how it sounds. Just, just It doesn't matter just so it sounds right to you. Amen. Not too loud. Make it just right. Brother Green, I don't know. Uh, it does sound like, I'm, I apologize, y'all. Amen. Maybe we could turn some of these monitors off back here. Hate to do that. I hate to go to a place they have to readjust the sound, but we, we don't want you to be, uh, that sounds a little better. How's the volume out there? Is it too much? Don't matter. It doesn't matter if it's too much. It's okay? All right. I can, I can deal with it, okay, if it's okay with you. Amen. But <clears throat> you hear all kind of stuff preached, but Jesus was God, not a third part of God or half of God. Amen. Uh, one Greek scholar that I listened to speak and preach, not one of our preachers, amen, but he said that, you know, the Bible talks about Jesus being the image of the invisible God, all right? We've put a body on God ourselves, tradition has, but God doesn't have a body, he's a spirit. No man hath seen God at any time, amen, and so uh, this scholar, this Greek scholar, he said that that image of God could be all kind of words that used in the Greek interchangeable. He said one of them is he is the flesh of God. Because God the Father has no flesh. It's a spirit. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said to Philip, when Philip said, we hear you talking about the Father, how long is it going to be before you show us the Father? Jesus said, Philip, have I been so long time with you and you don't know me? When you see me, you see the Father. All right? I'm glad that I know who he is. He's the everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. He's the mighty God. Hallelujah. And he is my friend and your friend. Amen. I got to preach good. Two Indians. I read a story about two Indians sending smoke signals to each other out in New Mexico. You know how they used to build a little fire and they'd send us. They were one over on this mountain, one on the that mountain and then there was this there was this uh, atomic explosion like they have done out in that New Mexico and Arizona area out there but but that that mushroom cloud went up over there New Mexico and one Indian signaled back to the other Indian and he said who was that and the other Indian signaled back and said, I don't know, but I wish I could talk like that. <laughs> in 
And so that's how I feel about preaching today. I hope that I could say something that would make an impression on you. I think truth might do that. I think just the plain old truth might just signal something to us and say, you know, we're on to something. Amen. And so, amen. The book of Revelation, we go to the last book in the Bible, book of Revelation, chapter number three. And I'm going to start down on verse number 14. Verse number 14. Amen. Thank you for your response. Amen. To the worship and worshiping with us. Amen. Thank you for the smiles, the gift. Amen. We do this for free. Hallelujah. Some folks said you Pentecostals do stuff for free that some folks wouldn't do for nothing. They wouldn't do for anything. Hallelujah. We just do it. That's because it's a calling. Verse 14 of chapter 3 of Revelation. And unto the angel of the church of Laodicea. By the way, <coughs> the original, amen, <coughs> scholars tell us that when he says to the angel, he's actually saying to the preachers, to the pastors of the churches, by the way. So the next time you look at me, you can say, well, there's our angel. Not really. I'm just kidding. Amen. But that is what it said, all right? And the angel of the church of Laodicea write, these things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works. He, knew, he knows what's going on. <coughs> Speaking to the churches right now, to the pastors of the churches. I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. This is God now. He wants the church to be one way or the other, not in the middle of the road. Because thou sayest, here's what, here's what we say. Thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come unto him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. And then one more scripture, the book of Luke, speaking uh, of John the Baptist here, Luke 3.16. John answered, saying unto them, All I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. Let's put our Bibles down. If you have your Bible, let's clap our hands one more time to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'd like to preach to you today for a little while about the fire of the Holy Ghost. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Notice that he said in the scripture text, I would rather you be cold or hot, amen, one or the other, amen, because you are lukewarm, you are neither one, amen, 
uh, I'm going to spew you. He's telling us his judgment. He's telling us how he's going to see this and how he's going to deal with this. Amen. So I want to talk about the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's easy to leave out. It's easy to ignore. It's easy to skip over. Amen. And so, but it's a very, very important ingredient in the word of the Lord. Amen. So he talks about it here. Amen. Amen. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire <coughs> cannot be ignored. Amen. It cannot be left out of the equation. That's how valuable and how important I think this really is. I, we don't want to leave this out. We want to talk about it a little bit. When the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost, and by the way, Pentecost was the beginning or the birthday of the New Testament church. Amen. Amen. It didn't happen in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's where most people look for the plan of salvation. It is not there, okay, because Jesus was still alive. Remember, he was the Lamb of God. He was the sacrifice that was to be made and was made, amen, when they crucified him on the altar, all right? He, 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 he gave his life for us, amen, that we might have life and have it more abundantly, amen. And so, so he was still walking. The sacrifice was still alive. He was still teaching and preaching, Amen. So the Holy Ghost didn't come until after the death of Christ. So you can't go back there because in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, even though it's in our New Testament, it's actually, amen, it was under the old law. So you could put it either place you wanted. You could put it in the Old Testament and be just fine because the temple was still in, in operation. The high priest was still there. You had to bring a lamb or a bullock or a turtle dove if you were extremely poor. You had to bring something to the priest to sacrifice. But when Jesus died on the cross, all of the, uh, the, the time Jesus was here, he kept pointing to a future date. Amen. And even in the book of John, he said, I am with you now, but I shall be in you. Hallelujah. What he was speaking of, he was, he was coming in the form of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Ghost. And so it began on the, in the second chapter of the book of Acts, just like Jesus said. Remember, he told them to go there and wait or tarry until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. And when it did come in Acts chapter 2, the Bible tells us that, that it, it came with cloven tongues or different tongues. And the Bible said, as like as of fire. Hallelujah. Amen. The closest thing I can get to the definition of that is simply one word. It's passion. Amen. We need more than a few goosebumps. We need more than a pretty flowery message and two tears or so. All right. Amen. There's, there should be somebody with passion. Amen. It said this message is real. Amen. And here's what happens. When we begin to believe God, we begin to believe his promises. Amen. Something supernatural, something beyond us takes charge and takes over. And it's like we said earlier, we'll understand a little bit more about it. We will know that we know. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we need some fire of the Holy Ghost, just like the scripture said, like John the Baptist said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And then Jesus won't, whatever this means, spew you out of his mouth if you're just lukewarm. If you'll notice, most people, amen, will teach you to be lukewarm. They will warn you about coming to churches like this. 
because you're off the deep end and these people are crazy and they're wild. And Listen, the first time it was poured out, the folks around that didn't get it wasn't involved. They still had the carnal mind that cannot understand spiritual things. And they said, these men are drunk with new wine. Now notice how Peter answered them. Remember, Peter has the keys. Amen. Peter said, he didn't say they wasn't drunk, Brother Jerry. He said, these men are not drunk as ye suppose. They really were drunk, but they were drunk on the spirit. Hallelujah. And that's what happens here when people open their spirits and their hearts to God. Some people talk about how, now I'm going I'm to preach faith like I always do here, all right? Amen. Listen, we, we, we as Christians, we just start leaning toward God. And we like this and we don't like that. We're trying to sift our way through religion and all these traditions and stuff. And so we do care about what we do and what we don't do. God cares, all right? The Ten Commandments, for instance, they, they, by the way, they're not ten suggestions, all right? Amen. They, they tell us, you know, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not commit adultery. And, and we just ignore our country, our society ignores most of that. Amen. But Christians care about it. And we want to try to act right and do right and be a good witness to our neighbors. Amen. But, but these things are not the worst things. They are bad things and they're sins, okay? But that's not the worst sin you can commit, all right? Amen. Amen. Lying and stealing and cheating and cussing and whatever you do, okay? Amen. That we all know is wrong and bad and not a good witness to the world. Uh, you know, we try to, you know, we, we try to get victory. Most of us can't do that, all right? But they're not the worst sins. See, we, 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 we get uptight about what I'm trying to do. To try. You know what? The Bible, to me, what I can get out of the Scripture, the worst possible sin you can commit. You get ready. Get ready. Worst sin you can commit is like having no faith, not believing the promises of God. This is too simple, all right? Amen. Because the Bible said, Paul said in, in, uh, in Hebrews, he says, without faith... It's impossible to please him. He that believeth, amen. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Listen, when you don't believe, it just cuts you out. You're in trouble. When you just choose, listen, believing is just like love, you choose to love. It's just like hate, you choose to hate. Prejudice, you choose. Some of that's taught. Most of it is taught but you choose to be prejudiced. And the list goes on and on. We choose to believe. I love that old song. I choose to be a Christian. I choose to be like him. Nobody's making me do it. This is how I want to live. Don't feel sorry for me because I don't do what people do in the world. Amen. My whole family did that. My family was backsliders. They wouldn't live right, didn't do right. If they did pray through, they would backslide. I prayed through as a 12-year-old kid. I already knew what it was like to curse. Listen, some of the things my grandfather told me, bad, bad, ugly stuff, it still pops in my brain every once in a while. Just filthy stuff that I've heard in my young life. And when I repented it, I had a lot to repent over, Brother Green. You might not think that, but by the time you get 12, you could have seen and heard and learned a lot of stuff that you didn't need to learn. Things that were unlike God, not pleasing, but God in his love. Amen. He put his arms around me. Hallelujah. Amen. I felt the fire of the Holy Ghost. I got on my knees before the Lord 
I, I, ch I chose, it was a choice that I surrendered to that sweet, loving presence of the Almighty. Listen, God had plenty of other things to do besides come around some backslidden, ugly, nasty family. But he pulled me out of that. You think I'm going to backslide? You think I'm going to quit preaching the truth and this wonderful experience? You think I'm going to give in to a world that don't mind cursing, swearing, hating? No, 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 no. This is the best thing I have ever found. I'm not going to let it go. Hallelujah. Come on, let's love him. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise. He's the one that deserves it. Hallelujah. There appeared, there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Hallelujah. That fire burned its way out of that upper room like it always does there in Jerusalem, down into the streets, on to Samaria, Judea, and then the uttermost parts of the earth. I'm so glad it did. Hallelujah. It didn't just stop there. Amen. Listen, folks, we have to understand this. There have been those who have tried to put this fire out. Amen. They tried to diminish its glow. Amen. Discount its value. Amen. And take away its warmth. Oh, what a warm, amen, wonderful, beautiful place. Amen. To be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. With Listen, that's how we train our children. Amen. We bring them to church. They see people pray and worship and shout. Listen, our kids could go to sleep while people were shouting when they were babies. He'd get quiet, they'd wake up. They were, they were accustomed to noisy services. Brought up like this. Amen. Somebody said, if in our church, man, somebody shouted, man, everybody be looking around. Let me tell you what, in our church, I love to tell people this. In our church, if people are not shouting, folks are looking around. Like, what, what's wrong? Because we're supposed to have some fire. We're supposed to have some passion. Hallelujah. Amen. And we have love toward one another. We do care about each other. Amen. We see about folks, and I tell people all the time, listen, we don't just pray for you. Amen. We'll come see about you. We'll come hold your hand, pray with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's continue to pray for the Thompsons. Amen. Sister Thompson's mom, we did go over, my wife and I, and prayed for her uh, yesterday. And, and uh, you, you, just, you just get under pressure, you know, when you, uh, when you parent Amen. Your loved one is just laying there in the bed. And so, so we, you know, we, we'll, you know, it's easy to say, we'll just pray for you. That's, a, that's a, 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 just a get by. No, no, no. No, we will come see about you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to do that as long as I'm able to do it. Amen. But you know you're getting old, though, <laughs> when it takes longer to rest than it does to get tired. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I got to just sit here a little while longer. What happened? Well, nothing. Amen. I just like walked down to the church and back. You know, went to the mailbox and back. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but, but even though people fight against it, discount its value. You hear preachers do this. Why would anybody preach against or why would anybody encourage people not to receive the Holy Ghost? This is like baptism. It's throughout the Bible. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now, why would a preacher stand up and say, well, you really don't need to be baptized. Really? Show me one prophet, one writer. Show me one scripture that Jesus said, well, I'm just kidding. 
Peter didn't say repent and be baptized every one of you. Oh, by the way, I was just kidding. He just told you what to do. And we just do that. But you have people that will discount receiving the Spirit, speaking in tongues, being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You know what? I'm not out to cross swords with everybody that walks by, but I am called, hallelujah, to tell you the truth. Amen. And I'm going to do it with a good spirit. See me smiling? Hallelujah. And I hope you smile back at me. Nobody likes to be told they've been told wrong. You got it wrong. I'm not as straight as David Smith. By the way, wasn't that awesome? 14 people received the Holy Ghost last week. Powerful. 14 people. You know what? That, you know why they got it? Because they wanted it. People got in the baptismal tank because they wanted to do it. By the way, listen, when the first Gentiles received the Holy Ghost, listen, we're talking about the man with the keys. By the way, when you get to heaven, you won't, when you get to the gate, you won't see St. Peter. I don't know how many jokes there are about St. Peter being at the gate. Well, you get to St. Peter, you get to the gate there, St. Peter. And he let, no, 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 no. St. Peter is in Acts chapter 2. <laughs> He uses the key there. You won't find St. Peter at the gate. All right? Hallelujah. But Peter, when the first Gentiles in Acts chapter 10 received the Holy Ghost, amen, you know what he did? He didn't say, well, it'd be nice when the spring comes. We have our spring baptismal. No, no, no. The Bible said Peter commanded them to be baptized. Now, that's a word. That's a, that's a word we should, you know, stick back. He didn't say, oh, it'd be nice if you got baptized, but you don't have to do that. No, no, he, he commanded them. Can we just preach truth around here? The Bible says the truth shall set you free. What does it set you free? A lot of things, but the first thing it sets you free from is false doctrine. You get what's right. This is the right way to do this. Hallelujah. Y'all all right? Y'all just, just still there? You got your seatbelt on and your crash helmet on. Hallelujah. That's okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, but folks, listen. No matter what this world does, no matter what false teachers do, wolves and sheep, no, 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 no matter what they do, we are committed in this place right here to keep the fire of the Holy Ghost burning till the end. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope I got some folks back there that can say amen to that. Hallelujah. We are committed to keep this. One thing we're not going to allow here is a dead service. If you want to go where dead people are, just go to the cemetery. Just go to the morgue. All right. I've been to places, amen. I've been to churches where it was just as quiet as a morgue. You get be quiet. No, you can't talk very loud. Dead people are here. You might well, what do they think you're gonna do? Wake them up? They go, oh, yes, you doing? I don't like places like that. I like where people are alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God was not pleased, as we read in the scripture, he was not pleased with the lukewarm spirit in the church of Laodicea. He was not. Amen. Now, there was there were seven of those churches, seven of them. Listen, they weren't seven Methodist, Baptist, Church of God. No, no. They were seven Pentecostal, apostolic, Jesus-named churches. All right? Hallelujah. And so he, he checked them out. God went there. Amen. But, but, but I, along with many other Bible scholars, believe that Laodicea, amen, is a type. It was a real church along with those other churches, amen, but it was a type of the age that we now live in. Typical. You know, the Bible said, talked about types and shadows. And so you look at Laodicea that God was not happy with. It is a type of us. Lukewarm, amen. They were, they were secure in their lukewarmness, 
Amen. They were they they claimed to be rich, and they probably were, physically. Amen. Literally, they were rich. Amen. They had need of nothing. You know, if you ever around people like, oh, just leave me alone. You know, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good. We used to, you know, we don't get out and do it as much. Communities are gated. We can do more online, and we can do more on the phone, text messages, emails, than we could. But we've, we've passed out truckloads of tracks. Amen. But you ever knock on the door, you know, and people people come to the door, and it doesn't matter. If they find out you're religious, I'm, I'm a Catholic, you know, which God bless the Catholics. They do a lot of things, good things. Amen. But but to me, or either down and around the Pikesville, Owens Mills area, they're like, I'm Jewish. Uh, you know, in my mind, I couldn't help but just, I'm like, oh, so that takes care of everything? It's like they think, oh, oh, I'm a Catholic. Oh, oh everything's just taken care of then, okay. You know, that's, I don't know, that's a mindset. Hallelujah, that some people get. They get, listen, folks, religion is man-made, created by man. So that means it's got a lot of problems. Listen, every church is perfect till they get people in it. And that just messes it all up. That's why we got to straighten things out. We got to like get the plumb line out. This is, this is square. This is straight, all right? It looks straight until you get the word on it, all right? Hallelujah. But, 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 but they had need of nothing. I'm okay. I confessed my sins one time. You, you got some preachers. You, you got some preachers that preach on TV and on the radio. Hey, listen, if I didn't know the scriptures, they preach it so passionately that, that I believe that if I accepted Christ and got my two or three goosebumps, you know, and just, you know, felt pretty good, I'm eternally secure. I'd believe that if I didn't know what the Bible said because that's what they preach. You don't ever have to even think about it anymore. I, I, I walked the aisle and took the right hand of the preacher and, and signed my, you know, confession. And, and so, so I'm okay. So don't bother me. Hallelujah. This is why Paul said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves as the manner of which some is. I don't care how much you've accepted Christ. I don't care how many times you've been baptized. Amen. We still have to show up. We still need to worship. We still need the word. We need somebody to push us. We don't need, listen, my flesh tells me all the things I don't need to do. I don't need to hire a preacher to tell me what I, oh, you don't need to do that. My flesh tells me that all the time. But I need a preacher to, to say, hey, this is what we need to do. <laughs> And you need to do it. We need to pray a little more. We need to fast a little bit more. We need to worship. We need a little bit more fervent with our worship. Then, all right? Hallelujah. But, 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 but having need of nothing and secure and rich, that's how they saw themselves. But Jesus saw them very differently. Hallelujah. He saw himself. This is a good part right here. He saw himself. We need to get this part. He saw himself standing outside the door knocking for someone to open the door and let him in. Heard a story many years ago about the old hippie. He sat outside on a park bench outside of the big nice church and with his head down. And that's back, you know, when people let their hair grow and their beard grow and wouldn't take a bath and, you know, they had their sandals on. You know, he just, 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 just an old hippie. Amen. And he was just a sad guy. When Jesus came by, sat down beside him and said, what's, what's the matter, sir? And the hippie said, I woke up this morning feeling like I really, really needed to be at church. And I went into church, and the ushers made me leave. They escorted me out. They said I needed some new clothes. I needed a shave. Amen. I needed a bath. They wouldn't let me stay. 
And Jesus said, you know, don't feel bad. He said, I tried to be in that. In fact, I've tried many a times to get in. They told me to leave too. I've not been able to get in there either. And I think it's a funny little humorous little, little story, but I think it's some truth to it. Folks want to come to church, but they're so out of place. Listen, listen, we don't glorify people being slouchy and dirty. and un- We don't glorify them. But people like that are welcome in this church. Amen. If you can do better, then you can do better. But anybody can come in this church. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we don't ever, ever, ever need to get like this Laodicean church and feel like we're all right so much that we're a little better than everybody else. Amen. And uh, because we're not. Amen. They say you can you can clean up a, a pig and put a tie on him if you want, but he's still a pig. Okay? Still what it is. Praise God. So we know who we are and what we are. Amen. Hallelujah. In verse 19, Jesus said, Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Amen. From the literal Greek language, be zealous simply means to boil. Amen. Hear that tea kettle? Man, it's been on the fire. The only way to boil is to stay close to the fire. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. When you get in the fire, when you get around the fire, you get involved. Listen, the smoke won't do. Amen. Some folks got a little smoke, but we need the fire. of. How do you do that? You preach about it. You pray about it. You earnestly contend for it. We won't settle for just smoke. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, and that, my friend, amen, my brothers and sisters, was the answer, amen, to the Laodicean age. That's what Jesus was saying. You need something. It was the answer for the church then, and it still is the answer. Amen. We need the fire of the Holy Ghost burning in this church. Amen. If we can keep the fire, amen. Let me tell you what might happen. We might be surprised. Amen. Hallelujah. What Just what problems and situations God would take care of for us. Hallelujah. We're worried about some things. We're concerned about some things. Listen, if you don't have any fire and all you have is doctrine, you're in trouble. Well, we got the word ready. We got the word. We, we, you need a little fire. Hallelujah. The scripture tells us that the letter actually kills or destroys, but the spirit gives life. Hallelujah. So you get the word. You get educated in the word, but you don't leave out the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. If all you have is standards, amen, and you might just wonder about it, but I know places that that's what they have. They have the word. I mean, they know they know it in Greek, and they, know, they you know, they, they, they know it in Hebrew, and in every other language you can possibly think of, amen. But but and they have the standards. But 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 if that's all you have, and you don't have any fire, you become like the Amish. People get to thinking they're trying to out holy each other, wear their sleeves longer, their neckline higher, their dresses longer. My mom used to say they they so holy their dresses drags out their tracks. You can do all of that and not have the spirit. See, if, if, if holiness would do it, we'd do like the Amish and get rid of our buttons and just put, what is it, little eyes and little hooks that they, they use. We could sell our cars and buy a horse and a buggy and, that, and, and feel like that's how you please God. The more you give up and the more you surrender, amen, the more outward holiness you got. That's, that's not it, though. Outward holiness is good. We ought to dress in modest apparel. All right? Hallelujah. Amen. But that's not the answer. Amen. There's no substitute, folks. And I know I'm preaching a little while today. 
Amen. I'll be done in just a moment, all right? Y'all just stay with me. Amen. Amen. No substitute for Holy Ghost fire. And there's some folks that will travel for miles and to find some hot evangelist somewhere, and they will get in the fire, and then they'll come back and get in their dead church. No, 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 no. Don't do that. We preach against dead church. They like the fire, but they just, but, but tradition's got a hold of them. And they can't, they can't give up what grandma did because y'all know how I preach about grandmas. All grandmas are saved. Just remember that. Just remember that, okay? Because you get in an argument about somebody about their grandma, you lose. Oh, just, just, oh yeah, grandma's saved. I know that. No matter how she's baptized, no matter how much she cussed, don't make no difference. She's saved. Save yourself a lot of trouble. <laughs> my, grandma, my grandma accepted Christ in the Baptist church when she was 13 years old. She was on in her probably 80s, maybe 90s. When she died, I went to her funeral, and that preacher stood up there, and he had it on record where ever how many 50 or 60 years before that, she walked the aisle, and she was saved. And I'm like, I'm saying, man, that grandma, whoo that my grandma of mine. That's a good God to do that because she never even darkened the door of a church that I knew of unless somebody died. Let me just stop and tell you this. It has nothing to do with my message, all right, but I need to tell you. <laughs> my grandma talked to herself. You could hear out in the flyer she retired. She was a school teacher. She retired from that and went, took nursing classes and become a nurse. And so she just talked to herself. My, and she lived right beside my uncle, my dad's baby brother, in a little house right across the fence. And they looked out after her and everything. And so he'd pick at her all the time, pick at her about her, you know. And so across the fence, he said, Mama, he said, I bet you couldn't go five minutes without talking to yourself. You want a bet? How about a bet? I'll bet you a dollar or whatever it was. I mean, you can't go five minutes. And she kind of upset her. She set her jaw. She was a kind of a big Irish woman. Amen. And they made their bet, shook hands, and she turned around and started. She said, I'm just going to show him. <laughs> he said, yeah, what's that? What's that you said? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But I know she's saved because that's what the preacher said. Hallelujah. I don't know what else he preached. I'm a little scared to find out. Amen. Listen, let me tell you something. We're not here to preach anybody into torment. Our job is to get people saved. I'm not here to judge other people. That's not it. But I am afraid. I'm afraid it's become so easy. We call it, we call it easy believism. You just believe and you never have to think about it anymore. That's not scripture. That's false doctrine. So come out of that. Get a hold of the truth. The Bible said you repent and then you're baptized in the, rain, in the proper way in the name of Jesus Christ. And watch what the scripture said. Then ye shall receive the gift of the Holy. It's a gift. If you'll just do a couple things, and that's not, that's not works. That's just simple obedience. All right? Hallelujah. Let me tell you what the church is. The church comes from a Greek word, ecclesia. And you know what that word simply means? Ecclesia means the called out ones. That's what church means. It doesn't mean you all, everybody's together and everybody. No, 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 no. No, when you get in the right church, you're going to be separate. And that's why Jesus said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. And I, then he said, I will receive you unto myself. Amen. We are called out, not only just from something, but unto somebody. Hallelujah. You can, you can 
quit a bunch of stuff and amen. But listen, we're called out of this world unto God. Hallelujah. That's where the fire comes in. I have to have something moving and burning and passionate in my soul and my spirit. Because you know what I'll do without church? I'll drift right back in to the Laodicean attitude and the Laodicean spirit. Hallelujah. But it's interesting to me. And just over and over and over God, again, God brings out so many things in the scripture here. That Laodicea was the only church where Jesus stood outside. Only church. Evidently, Jesus was not comfortable on the inside of this church. Oh, I want God to keep showing up here. I want him to come inside here. Amen. Amen. You see, it was the church that had no fire. It's the church where the guy tried to get in because he wasn't dressed right and didn't look right and was very sad because they wouldn't let him in. They wouldn't let Jesus in either. It was lukewarm. Listen, he was in, if you'll read those, those previous churches, six churches, he was in the other six churches with all of their, and they had problems too. God said, God would say, I have somewhat against you. You've left your first love. Amen. Thyatira, I mean, they, they had problems. They had actual sins. The church at Thyatira, it, it, they had a Jezebel spirit. God was against Jezebel. Amen. A woman who probably wanted to be a man, a, a woman who disrespected men which represents authority and he had a problem with that Sardis was a dead church I mean it was twice dead plucked up by the, but Jesus was in there he wasn't in agreement with all of that but he was there but there was Jesus right in the midst of the sins hallelujah of all the, isn't that awesome he was there amen but he didn't go inside he would not go inside the church that had no fire that's why when people start looking around putting the magnifying glass on each other, amen, they say, well, that guy's a hypocrite and that guy don't do right. He's judging, he's judging me. And he, it's always somebody to, in fact, what they do when they talk about people, they're the ones that's doing the judging. Oh, oh, so you, you just judge me. That's, isn't it funny how that works? Oh, they're judging. No, no, you just judged. How do you know, you know, who's judging? Who? Listen, we make judgments every day. The Bible didn't even say not judge. It didn't say not to read it. Judge not lest you be. Don't judge unless you're. Listen, I'm going to tell you to be baptized, but I done been in the water and got baptized. I obeyed that so I can preach that. It's in the Bible. And on and on it goes. Listen, you don't need a preacher to get up here and just stroke you and agree with everything you do, especially if you're way, way off track. You need somebody to bring you back on course. Hallelujah. Man, I'm, I'm way off track right now. Hallelujah. But here's what we've decided here. Amen. We're going to pray until the fire falls. In fact, I'm going to start winding down right now. If I can get somebody up here to make me sound spiritual on the keyboard. <laughs> Hallelujah. If I, why, don't we, why don't we just pep it up since we're preaching about the fire? Why don't we, why don't we do Jesus? We'll do an old one. I, I mean, what do you expect out of an old guy? You know, you think I'm going to sing a new song? I join in. Well, you might as well expect an old song out of it. Hallelujah. We're going to sing. You know how to play that. You got that. Hallelujah. By ear. So, so, so we, this is, again, this is what you decide. You can decide, you can decide not to. You can be like, man, okay, that's okay. Amen. But, but, but we're just hoping somebody says, you know what? Man, who, I, Jesus said, ye shall receive power. Who wouldn't want 
power. But he said, you're going to receive that after the Holy Ghost comes on you. Why, why would we not want that? I'm empowered. Hallelujah. I'm possessed. Something's got a hold of me to help me and to bless me. Amen. And protect me. Oh, hallelujah. I, I, I want this. Not only that, this is just for now. But, but, but I, I stood in the parlor of a funeral years ago. Young preacher trying to learn how to preach, learn how to minister. I was down in Louisiana. Powerful old man. Amen. Left that part of the country years ago and went and started a church, a very, very successful church in Florida. And he would come back home. And somebody would drive. He was aged, but he'd written several books. He was a Jesus name, apostolic preacher. And we knew about the one God message that he could preach. And I stood in that in that in that foyer of that funeral home in Winsboro, Louisiana. And a young woman came up, probably one of the kinfolks, nieces, somebody's kinfolks were that. Because there was some kin of his that, would, that had passed, and they would call him in for those funerals. But they say he was just a rough character when he was a young man, but he received God's Holy Ghost, and God called him to preach. But but I, I, I was, I don't know, I was, I was surprised because I knew the doctrinal stuff that he could right and I read it but a young woman came up made up heavily made up probably looked like Jezebel if I was going to describe it I didn't know what she looked like under all of that that she had on I don't know where her eyebrows really were because you know God put them in the wrong place for a lot of people and they pluck them all out and then paint them up where they're supposed to be just threw that in not being ugly all right <laughs> God did a lot of stuff wrong. But anyway, anyway, she was heavily made up. I could just tell she was pretty worldly. You know, and she said, Pastor, I'm, I'm just wondering. She had heard the stories about him when he was a young man. What, what, what possessed you? What made you decide to become a Christian and become a preacher? I didn't, I don't, I don't know what I thought it, but it wasn't what he said, Brother Jerry. Wise, old Holy Ghost preacher. Amen. And he said, well, I was in the world, and I was possessed by the world. I was just, just out having a good time. But he said, I heard about a place where there was no more sorrow, no more dying, no more pain. I heard about it. But he described it. His words were more descriptive than mine. But he said, I decided I wanted to go there. He told me about what a wonderful place it was. And so this world is full of fear and full of doubt and full of anger and prejudice and hate. But one of these days, see, that's the, we, we, we preach today about the power right here that you have. But you see, it goes beyond that. You get the power. Jesus said, without my spirit, you don't even belong to me. You don't even know who you are. You don't have a relationship with God. Amen. So I'm preaching to you about blessings here that will benefit you and bless your family. Amen. Everything. Listen, listen. We preach that God is the answer to everything. You, you can't, you can't think up something that's so far out of God's reach and so bad. No, no, no. He is the answer to everything. You got a problem with your finances? Get God in your life. Problem with relationships? Get God in your life. And in the end, Paul said that we're going to that place that nobody can describe. He said, Amen. I have not seen, 
ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the good things that God's gone away to prepare for them that love him. Hallelujah. Isn't that powerful? Amen. I heard about a place, and I watched that makeup begin to drain and drip off of that lady. Amen. Amen. I, I, I learned a lesson right there. Hallelujah. He didn't talk about baptism. He didn't talk about receiving anything. He just simply said, I heard about a place. Let's all stand together right now. Amen. Isn't it wonderful? Amen. Listen, we're serving somebody. Somebody said, I don't want to give. Listen, we're serving the world out there unless we're serving God. We just change masters. Hallelujah. Amen. The thing that you submit to, that's who you're the servant to. Amen. It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be tobacco. It could be pleasure. It could be your job. Amen. You serve somebody or something. And so we just decided we're just going to get a new master. Amen. Become a servant. Paul said, I'm not my own, but I've been purchased. I've been bought with a price. Hallelujah. I'm a slave. I'm a servant to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. But what a Lord he is. What a master he is. Hallelujah. I want to continue to serve. I feel the fire right now. on the main line tell him what you want Jesus on the main line tell him what you want Jesus on the main line tell him what you want Jesus on the main come on let's call him up call him up tell him what you want call him up call him up Tell him what you want. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the bank. If you want the Holy Ghost. If you want the Holy Ghost. Tell him what you want. If you want the Holy Ghost. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Jesus on the main line. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him. Let's get the fire going. Hallelujah. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Sunday, I mean nothing this week, amen, until next Sunday. We got a little gap right there, all right? Unless you get somebody to pray and repent of their sins and you want to come down here and baptize them, or you want to pray, listen, get a key from somebody if you don't have one. The church will be not officially open, but you can always use the church to pray. You can always use this good baptismal tank that Brother Jerry and Brother Jason got a brand new pump and a filter system in it, and it's and it's, and it's warm, it's nice and warm. Hallelujah! Would that be awesome? 
Otherwise, it's just going to be nothing going on. Amen. Give you an opportunity to be with your family. Amen. But we need a little fire. A little bit of fire. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep praying. You can pray at home, by the way. Remember? <clears throat> All right? You don't have to get on your knees. It'll be okay if you want to. Amen. But you can get a prayer mentality. Amen. And just, you just move. You can wake up in the morning like we do. My wife and I are like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for another day. You just, he's right there. And you, especially if you receive him. All right? He's not way out in the wild blue yonder somewhere. You don't have to pray him down or work him up. All right? He's just right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for blessing us today. Amen. You can walk around with that prayer attitude. That So just pray. So we're going to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Until the fire falls in our midst. Amen. Here's what else we're going to do. We're going to decide that we're going to, we're going to praise. The Bible said he inhabits the praises of his people. That's what it said in the scripture. So we're just going to praise. Amen. Until God comes into our midst. Amen. We've decided. Amen. In fact, I'm not even done yet. I'm just, I'm just quitting, all right? I'm just stopping. Amen. We're going to preach until the fire falls. Amen. Until we get it. So you know what? Man, we're, going to, we're going to, not going to stop. We're, we're going to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Hallelujah. Amen. What is they, they had fire that John the Baptist talked about that Jesus talked about that actually happened on the day of Pentecost it was that passion amen about what God is doing what he's done in the past listen we're going to glance in the rearview mirror of what's happened in this church amen backsliders are out there everywhere amen prayed through we baptized them they just never came back again amen and then we think about amen the future blessings of the Lord oh I can't wait amen can't wait until you testify about some stuff that's going on right now. Need God's help. Amen. And you too. Hallelujah. I was thinking about it the other day. I thought, you know, we've got trouble. Amen. Problems. Just like all of you. you could, we could have a, a, a service here and let you have the mic. All kinds of stuff going on right now. But, but you know, let me just tell you right now. I can't wait until I hear you testify. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do. I don't, I, I, you know, but I was just praying and I just decided I'm staying here. I'm not leaving. I, I'm putting down roots right here. The devil's not going to drive me out. And, and, and this is what God did for me. Sister Guadalupe, I can listen to that story, and I tell that story in other places across the country. Amen. The doctor said, hey, the, the, the baby's stuck in the tube, a tubal pregnancy. They have a, they have a, a, a medical term for that. Amen. But, but to, to understand it, you, you just got to go. Here's your bed. Go to the, and we're going to give you this little pill. Sister Donna called me. And mother-in-law called me. I mean, weeping. Pastor, pastor, they, they've got Guadalupe in the room. they got the pill already. You know, just going to, it's all you can do. It's nothing wrong with the medical people. They're professional. In fact, the doctors, is a really awesome doctor. That's what you do in the world. He wasn't a quack doctor, all right? And I said, tell her don't take the pill until at least till we pray for her. I'm not a miracle worker. I don't, I don't, I can't do miracles. Amen. I just preach the word. We're gonna we're gonna pray about that first. Amen. We got a little half Mexican guy running around here. Little half halfway Mexican guy running around here. You know, the, the doctor don't know what you know what happened. Hey, we know what happened. Hallelujah. Running around here. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what God can do if we 
let him do it. You know, it's not hearsay. Amen. And Melissa couldn't wait. Y'all know, Sister Melissa. I mean, she couldn't wait. It's her doctor, too. She says, oh, you remember, remember the Mexican girl, Guadalupe? He said, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you what happened. You don't want it told her to take a pill. <laughs> Abort the baby. That's all we could do. Good doctor. He's like, really? Wow. Really? That's all he could say. Wow. That little boy is in our church right now. It's not, not supposed to be. So, so if you're one of those, listen, listen, we love, we love doctors. We love, we respect doctors. Thank God for somebody that, that, that had the fortitude to stick through college and go. And this is not an easy, not an easy task. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a marker in their life. They, they accomplish something. And so, you know, they're, they're just, most of them are intelligent people to do that. I'd hate to have to, I, you know, I can't remember, you know, whether I took my vitamins this morning or not. Did I take, did I take my blood pressure pill? My wife has to help me with, to, to think about having to go through medical school. And so it's not disrespect, they're, but they're humans, and they'll tell you, you know what, there's more doctors that have faith. They have more faith than anybody else because they see miracles often. They see miracles. So, but if you're one of those people that just totally trusts your doctor, like, well, you're just doctor. You're my doctor. Listen, let me tell you something. Your doctor's a human being. And science, he is science. Amen. But you know what God do? God will slip right in. If somebody's praying, especially, slip right in the middle of all you. I got to. Listen, there's probably people got a peck bucket full of pills in your purse right now. Right now. Amen. Not preaching against medicine either. The Bible said a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So he compared him heart with medicine. We're just simply saying a lot of this stuff we think we have to have, just start trusting God. Give God an opportunity to do a miracle and a healing in you. That's what God will do. Your finances messed up, just try. He said, try me, saith the Lord, and see if I won't pour out a blessing on you that you want. You can just stand back and analyze all you want. Hallelujah. But God has promised these things, and we're going to hold on. Listen, sometimes you may be so far down, all you have is a promise. But just keep holding on to that and get a little fire going while you're at it. Amen. It don't hurt some of us to shout a little bit. Amen. We, we danced and shouted when we was in the world, didn't we? Why don't we just do it for Jesus? Hallelujah. Well, he's on the main line today. I won't see you again. I just feel like we ought to worship just a little bit more before we get out of here. But we can gather up as much of this as we can, amen, to take it out of here, amen, just like they did on the day of Pentecost. They shouted and praised and acted like they were drunk out into the street, hallelujah, and the world saw what was going on, amen, and couldn't figure it out, hallelujah. And they're still trying to figure us out. Amen. Let's put our hands together one more time. Let's worship him just a little bit more. Amen. In Jesus' name. He's on the main line. Whatever you want, just call him up. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want.
it's tell them what you want if you want deliverance tell them what you want jesus on the main line now tell them what you want if you need a healing tell them what you want if you want a healing tell them what you Jesus. Come on, let's give God the thanks and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. We praise you. We worship you. We worship you, God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Well, you guys have a Merry Christmas. Be safe. There's a lot of crazy people out right now. Go in Jesus' name, you're dismissed. Amen.